Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendos and Larson, welcome back to News Brief. Uh, Steve, he's under the weather. And then rather than have him come in here and potentially infect me with whatever is ailing him, he's convalescing at home. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. Um, if not, at least be feeling well enough that we'll uh, try to do this uh, remotely uh, telecommunication and stuff. Sorry, can't talk. Anyways, uh, a lot of crazy stuff going inside Titan Towers these days. Um, we talked uh, end of Thursday about how WB let go co-presidents George Berrios and Michelle Wilson. In a bit of a shocking move, um, and uh, the the Wall Street's response to these firings, terminations, uh, 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 releases, whatever you want to call it, um, was swift, and uh, uh, it, pretty much the uh, WB stock price uh, went straight straight into the toilet. So uh, Tom Callahu, Callahu, sorry, over at Sportskeeda is reporting that quote. These two, these releases were made due to lack of a big picture thinking present in the two, those two being Berrios and Wilson. Uh, Tom continues, this is according to sources who have worked close to both reports from inside the WB head office explained that while this did not come out of nowhere, there was a number of negative encounters between Vince McMahon and his co-presidents in the buildup. He continues, quote, the upcoming financial reports are not expected to be as negative as believed though there are reports of NXT's move to USA being made with no additional TV uh, deal for the company. And then in conclusion says, quote, WWE management are said to be very aware of the impact of their decision on the stock market and adding, uh, uh, call who did on Twitter, adding that a source told him, quote, they're scrambling. There is no plan when it happened. Happened. We can all see the drop. Now, when this news came down that uh, uh, two uh, 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 members of the upper management were somewhat surprisingly let go with no rumblings of any sort of discord or, or, or issues in the upper management of WB. And then you hear that they got a, a reports call coming up on Thursday, I believe. Uh, my first thought was, this, these financials are going to be real bad. And they're kind of cutting that off at the past by uh, letting the, the two of them go and hoping they'll, they can kind of change the narrative as if to say, and I guess uh, call whose report saying that, uh, uh, that both Berrios and Wilson, at least as Vince's eyes, were guilty of lacking big picture thinking. Um, 
so that when the numbers come out and they're hot garbage, then Vince can point and say, well, that was the old regime, if you will. Uh, we're looking to get some fresh blood in here to come up with some new ideas. But at the same time, like they're swimming in money from two massive TV deals. They're making a ton of money from the Saudi Arabia arrangement. Um, and even if like the house show business is completely in the garbage, I don't know how bad it could really, I don't know, like from the finance, purely financial perspective, it should be okay. But maybe all the, 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 the ancillary or, 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 out, or you know, uh, criteria outside the main column of all the big money they're making is just not looking good. So while they're making tons of money, it could be a situation where the perception is uh, the, the company's popularity is waning and uh, they're not appealing to that prized, prized, prized 18 to 49 demographic anymore. Um, because if you look at the TV demos, uh, like their audience skews way older than AEW does. Um, over on at Bloomberg on Friday, they reported this. Hence the title of this video. Uh, WB stock continued to plummet all through Thursday and into early Friday and still going down uh, with the drop so precipitous that Bloomberg reported that, quote, World Wrestling Entertainment Inc. plunged as much as 28% on Friday, erasing more than $1 billion in market value after chief executive offer Vince McMahon ousted two of the company's top executives. They lost a billion dollars in one day and if uh, Tom Callahan's uh, report is to be believed, uh, there is no plan as far as what to do un once they let uh, Barry Olson Wilson go. Uh, yet they are aware of the impact their decision would make on the stock market. It seems like typical Vince thinking, where it's like, okay, I know what's going to happen. I have no plan as far as how to uh, 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 deal with what's going to happen. I'm just going to do it anyways. He even short-term books his own, uh, uh, his own business. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I right now their stock is at $46.08. Uh, it's down almost $3 from the opening of trading today. Uh, yeah, so if you're, uh, granted, I'm no financial uh, consultant, no expert in the stock market. That being said, if I had the means um, after Thursday when that financial report comes out, woo, oh man, I'd pony up and get some shares especially the financials are bad. Yeah, that's going to be a value. That being said, don't take my financial advice. I don't know what I'm talking about. Just seems like it'd be a good deal to me personally, but don't take that as any sort of good financial advice, all right? That's not my area of expertise. Um, anyways, moving on. Could make some quick money, though. Anyways, uh, this is interesting. So apparently, NXT is telling their talents not to do all sorts of stuff. So last week, we talked about how there's apparently some sort of meaning where NXT talents were told by someone there, hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know if it was explicitly stated uh, in reference to the Matt Riddle, uh, Brock Lesnar situation, but more or less they were told, don't mention main roster superstars in your social media posts like unless they're cool with it, essentially. Well, following that meeting, which, of course, contents of which were leaked, uh, there was apparently another meeting at the Performance Center, according to Fightful, where uh, the talents there were told to, quote, not talk the dirt sheets. Um, and then also, quote, one source previously unfamiliar to Fightful and NXT said, they reminded me that I'm a contractor, then tried to tell me who I couldn't talk to, so here I am, before reiterating issues with overcrowding, or crowding, sorry, 
at the PC. Um, yeah, I don't know why David, like, I understand they want to keep things under wraps, uh, but, but by telling people not to talk, they're probably going to talk. I mean, just based on my experience, generally what happens. Apparently, also at this meeting, they were they were they were telling the the, the wrestlers there, "You're independent contractors, so make sure you have health insurance." And then I guess that rubbed people the wrong way. That was kind of the the gist I got from Fightful's report. Um, so, like, I, under, I understand what WB want to kind of keep a tight lip on uh, the, the inner workings and news within uh, their own promotion. That being said, um, people, especially when they're frustrated for a variety of reasons, whether it be apparently NXT with uh, overcrowding at the PC. Uh, you know, and with that comes fewer opportunities for people. Um, people sign on WB, especially NXT, because it's a hot thing. Thinking they're gonna get opportunity and being stuck on the Florida house show loop for years and never being on on TV. And then, of course, uh, that problem is only uh, uh, vaster on the main roster, where the roster is huge, stacked with amazing talent, and there's only so many spots for people on the weekly television broadcast. So, uh, uh, as we're hearing uh, with the revival uh, late last week. They apparently turned down huge contracts, upwards of $700,000 a year each, and are apparently just ready to move on because uh, I guess they're just tired of, of being within the larger WWE machine, where it seems to be pretty easy for someone who's immensely talented to kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, so it means to be seeing what comes of all that. Uh, as far as a raw preview... There's only one I'm announced thus far, and that's Randy Orton set to explain why he attached, attacked, sorry, attacked Edge last week. And the reason for that, while there's only one entry on the Raw preview, is that uh, it kind of seemed like uh, Raw might have been in doubt today because uh, apparently there's a massive snowstorm going through Utah. Raw's emanating from Salt Lake City tonight, and I think they were expecting about 12 inches of snow, and uh, it, it, the governor thought it might get so bad they'd have to start closing some roads. And of course, if you're closing roads and you're expecting a huge entertainment event to happen uh, somewhere in the city, it's hard for people to go to attend said event. However, uh, the venue for tonight, was it the Vivint Center, Vivint Arena? Home of tonight's Raw, stated on social media. The show will happen sp despite the heavy snowfall. Um, so even in, in, in the, uh, with the potential blizzard at hand, the show will go on. Raw will happen tonight. Um, uh, there was some rumblings of maybe limited uh, roster members in attendance. Uh, no update on that. Uh, Ricochet and Montez Ford were posting some videos uh, on Twitter uh, in the snow. I'm assuming they're in Salt Lake. So one can, I would expect them to be there at the least. Um, but as far as the crowd, the turnout, who knows? Who knows? Who knows who, who might be there? Uh, if it's going to be a half-empty arena, empty arena uh, remains to be seen. It'd be kind of fun if it was an empty arena. They had every match happen backstage, all backstage brawls. Forced their hand to be a little creative. That could be good. All right, time to answer some questions. Let me go on the Twitter machine here and get uh, some questions posted from the fine friendos out there. If I can pull up, I should have had this ready to begin with. Things move much differently when Steve's not here. When it's, it's just a one-man operation. Here we go. First question from Ryan Luckman. If WB is in Kansas City in the near future, does Barron get a face pop for being a Chiefs fan and them winning a Super Bowl? Barron has a way of getting heat on himself. I don't know if he can find a, a pivot point where he can cheer for the Chiefs or be a, a Chiefs fan 
and yet uh, insult the audience. I'm sure there's a way. It escapes me right now. Joshua Martinez, if the snowstorm is going on, should they cancel the show altogether or air a rerun, maybe a free old pay-per-view, or should they hold all matches as empty arena? Um, uh, for example, whatever wrestlers show up and make a show of it. Like I said uh, earlier at the conclusion of, of News Brief, I think it would be awesome, awesome, if they just did everything backstage, having matches backstage, brawls, matches backstage. Uh, yeah, you can do like one or two empty arena matches. Um, but I think uh, having a lot of fighting backstage might be kind of fun. Jonathan here says, Baron should shoot, say, Kansas City is in Kansas. That would be a way to upset people. Yeah. Juan Guerrero Jr., Mr. Triple Mania. Larson, if you had to choose, whose side would you be on in the Larson Dream match of Minoru Suzuki versus Dr. Wagner Jr.? As much as I love Dr. Wagner Jr., uh, Minoru Suzuki is the greatest uh, combat athlete ever, and yeah, one of my 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, I would be team uh, Minoru Suzuki all the way. All the way. Oh, man, I don't think I didn't mention a news brief. How about that uh, uh, Orange Cassidy Minoru Suzuki match at uh, Janela Spring Break Mania Weekend? Wow. That's going to be awesome. That is going to be awesome. Uh, General Ziffer, what do you think about the rumor going around that Charlotte will use her Royal Rumble win to challenge Rousey at Mania? I would rather her challenge Rhea personally. Um, I mean, if they want to get some more star power in the Mania card, uh, then Rousey would make a ton of sense. Um, I guess when Charlotte did her promo on SmackDown... Last week, she called herself the queen of all brands, so that's how I suppose you can motivate uh, her challenging Rhea while NXT champion. Um, and Charlotte challenging Rhea does elevate NXT. I, it just all depends on, on, from Charlotte's perspective, what her motivation is. If it makes sense, then I'm all for it. Um, but then again, if they want Charlotte to... Uh, uh, Charlotte challenge Ronda to get you know a, a high-profile star on the card, considering it doesn't look like Tyson Fury is going to be on it. Uh, same with Kane Velasquez. If they want you know a, a former MMA athlete or someone who's got more mainstream appeal than anybody they've managed to build on their own roster, then I would understand why they might make that move. Uh, Anthony Tobias is sick or hungover. I don't know. I think I would, I'll take Steve at his word that he is actually sick. Um, I don't know what he was drinking last night during the game. Uh, G Sith says, damn you, most stuffed Oreos. He had one. He's sick. I didn't have one. I feel fine. You know, you can make the connection how you want to. Uh, Alex Foster booked Kona Reeves' first feud on SmackDown. Bonus points if he somehow wins. So he's called up to SmackDown. Uh, I feel like Sami Zayn's going to have to be involved in some capacity. Uh, something like, hey, you call yourself the finest. Um, however, you're looking at artists up here. Um... And, uh, uh, you know, you're not really, you're not the finest. Nakamura is the finest. Cesaro is the finest. And then, uh, of course, Cesaro goes down the ring. And then uh, Kona Reeves gets some sort of uh, fluke roll-up win. It seems like all Cesaro does now is, is eat losses. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard 
just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Fear and loathing. Your reaction if Steve isn't sick and is on his way to debut on the Raw commentary team. Well, I'd wish him safe travels because apparently there's a blizzard blizzard going on in Salt Lake City right now. Uh, I mean, if he was on the Raw commentary team, that'd be cool. Good for him. Just be a lot more of this. Uh, Mr. Sinister, what can be Bray's other weaknesses besides his mass? I think making his lamp kind of how the urn was to the Undertaker. If it's not his mask, it's got to be pulling down his pants. Um, and if it's not either of those things, then it's got to be... I don't know, I feel like his past... Because uh, he references it so much, um, especially in the early episodes of Firefly Funhouse, pretty much with every feud he's been in subsequently, he's mentioned his past with all his previous opponents. Uh, and I think if you can somehow find to drive a wedge between, you know, because he says he's he's overcome the issues of his past to a certain degree, and if you can drive that wedge using his past between Firefly Bray and Fiend Bray, maybe there's something to exploit there. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably just his mask, and if that's all it is, that's going to be kind of disappointing. Uh, Greg Morris. Is there anyone on the roster that can get a main title a la gender? It doesn't even need to be that long of a reign. You mean just kind of a surprising world champion that no one would expect to ever win that title? Um, Mojo. Mojo Raleigh. If I, got, I mean, like, I think like Mojo is good on the mic. He knows how to talk. He's, what you know, so-so in the ring. Um, you pair him up with Gronk. On TV, because Gronk will bring eyeballs to the product. And then uh, uh, they find a way to get themselves in the world title scene. Gronk helps Mojo win the title. They go out and party all night. That's the story. And like the next day he comes into work um, and he's he's hung over. And someone issues a, 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 t- a challenge for the title. And he's like, all right, fine, I guess I got to do it. And it, it, every one of his matches is hung over Mojo. Uh, trying to find a means to uh, win despite being hungover, and he always sneaks out a win. And he goes and parties some more. Uh, Jack Nesmith, which current WWE or NXT wrestlers do you believe will have a huge push post-WrestleMania? 
I hope Mustafa Ali. I'm really, I'm really bummed out they didn't come back around to giving him any sort of push once he reta- uh, returned from injury. Um, dude's got all the talent in the world. His story is great. Uh, now, do I believe he's gonna get gonna get a push? I haven't really seen any indication that's gonna be the case. However, it would be cool if it happened. Uh, Joe Nathan here says in chat, Velveteen Dream. I would not be surprised if Velveteen Dream uh, gets a massive push whenever he comes back from injury. Uh, we still really haven't heard anything uh, about when he might be returning. If it's a back injury, you know, that can those kind of injuries can be not- notoriously kind of open-ended uh, in terms of uh, time away. Um, so who knows? Adrian C. says, Io Shirai. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, sorry, uh, Dalton. What wrestlers are the best at reinventing themselves? First and foremost, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho has to top any list as far as wrestlers who have successfully and continuously found ways to reinvent themselves, keep themselves fresh, uh, do new things, add dimension to their character uh, continuously. After that. I feel like a match I just mentioned somebody who was really good at keeping their character fresh and now I don't remember. I feel like far and away though is Chris Jericho. And I don't really know there's anybody even that close. I mean, they're like The Rock was always really good at whatever role you put him in. Uh, but it was just either he was good guy rock or bad guy rock. There wasn't a whole lot of real... Change, you know, like when Jericho was doing the the Anton Shagir stuff during his feud with uh, Shawn Michaels, like he completely changed the way he talked. Um, so, uh, Ricky Scurvy here in chat mentions Undertaker. That's a good pick. Although he only really, really did Dead Man, Undertaker, American Badass, and then came back as kind of an amalgam of the two. Kind of. That being said, he did it all pretty well. Uh, Church Jackson, what's the more underrated stipulation? Hair versus hair? Or, I've never heard of the second stipulation, so I'll say hair versus hair. A-Train, nice try, Waynemaker. Uh, Chico L. Luchador's number one fan. What do you want to see Bray Wyatt do for his WrestleMania entrance? Um, he should fly in on a giant Mercy of the Buzzard. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. Bray's pretty good at reinventing himself. I know we've already seen more or less two iterations of it, but, uh, he's pretty good. Ricky Scurvy says Damian Sandow. That's a good answer. He's been constantly adapting. He's not afraid to try new things. Um, Blake Elizondo, what will Randy's excuse for attacking Edge be? Uh, I, I don't recall their feud, how that concluded in, in Edge's first run. But uh, he could say there's some unfinished business there. Maybe something along the lines of, hey, you've been gone for a decade. Why do you think you belong here anymore? Um, th- the, this industry has uh, evolved past you, Edge. Um, I don't know. They'll find a way. I'm curious to see what it will be. Hopefully it'll be something interesting. Uh, Dan Bearded Nerd, do you think the decision to not to have the red lights during the Fiend match at Rumble because of being in a stadium instead of an arena? I hadn't thought of that, but that's a good point. Um, if they do, they they ditch the lights because 
it might have been difficult to do in a in a baseball stadium. That being said, if they just use, I don't know what kind of, I didn't really pay attention to the light truss structure they had above the ring, um, and whether it, how it would have been possible just to concentrate on those lights down the ring and then it's like, you know, more or less kill the house lights. I don't know, but that's a good point. That might have been had something to do with it. Alex Payne, what is one match that got you into wrestling? Uh, Alex says Undertaker versus Batista at WrestleMania 23. Uh, he was there live. That's cool. I can't really remember. Like the first match, I remember watching, and I don't even know if this match even happened. But in my mind, it was the first match I ever saw. I was on, it was on the USA Network, I want to say on a Saturday morning or early afternoon, flipping through the channels, and it was British Bulldogs against Killer Bees. Probably sometime in 1985 or 1986. Again, I don't know if this match ever happened, and if it did, if it ever aired on USA Network. But in my mind, that's what it was. Um, and that's the match that got me hooked on wrestling, because I watched the rest of the episode of whatever was on at uh, the local video store. Um, they had WrestleMania 1, and so I would rent that all the time and watch it all the time. Um, so, I mean, I've had to say one match. It's probably the tag match, the main event of WrestleMania 1, which is not a good match. But uh, it's, it's the match that got me into, that probably hooked me on wrestling. Uh, Michael Clausen, the, is the anti-hero superior to a baby face, uh, examples being Austin or Daniel Bryan, and if so, why? It just, it depends. I don't think it's so much the archetype that's the important part. It's, it's how that particular character resonates with the audience. It's like Stone Cold... That character just captured the zeitgeist at a very uh, of the attitude era more so than anybody else. He made a, a massive connection with the audience, and that's why it worked. Um, same with Daniel Bryan. I think far too often we have all we have all these generic smiling baby faces who don't really seem to have much going on beyond just being "Hey, I'm good guy." Kind of like what they tried to do with Roman initially, and now they're just letting him be him, and he's way more interesting than he ever was when Vince was writing his promos. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it, I don't think it's necessarily so much are they an anti-hero or are they a traditional hero. I don't think that matters so much because if I sit and think about it, I could probably think of some anti-hero type characters that didn't connect. And it's probably because there wasn't a whole lot of going on. Uh, Wayne Maker, Larson, what was your personal highlight of WCW match or angle? For me, it was when DDP won the title. I was a huge DDP fan. When he won the title, that was huge. I marked out huge when DDP, DDP won that belt. Uh, Rob Zerver says, WB and NXT don't make baby faces anymore, only badasses. Well, they, they do. They try to make... Like Bob Roode, when he got called up, he was smiling baby face. That was his character. He was a glorious, smiling baby face. There was nothing more going on beyond smiling, glorious baby face with Bob Roode. And like, they didn't even try to really make him a badass either. He was just like, hey, I'm good guy. Listen to my song. Um, burning waffles. Uh, which matches would you have if WB wanted to have a takeover size card for WrestleMania? So five matches. And if we're using takeover as the benchmark, then we got to more or less book the five best matches we can at WrestleMania. Um, hmm. So the best wrestler of the main roster. Let's see. Is Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. Um, I mean, Nakamura could be up there. 
Sami Zayn could be up there. Um, I, shit, then give me Daniel Bryan versus Nakamura. That's one. Uh, oh, Owens, thank you, Adrian C. Uh, give me Owens and Zayn. I know we've seen that a bunch, but we haven't seen them there actually try to put on like a PWG or Ring of Honor style match where they're doing brain busters on turnbuckles and stuff, which they might be able to do. Uh, if they're given an opportunity to do a takeover type match, you might actually see a package pile driver if that were the case. Uh, that's two. Um, probably a tag match. So maybe Revival versus... Give me Revival versus Viking Raiders. Um, oh, Andrade. That's a good one. Andrade versus Aleister Black. I know we saw that in NXT a couple times, but still. That'd be really good. And Cesaro. Give us like... Get, do Cesaro and Seth Rollins in like a half-hour Iron Man match. I don't know if they still do. I'm guessing not since Seth and Becky got engaged, but uh, they used to ride together. I'm sure they've wrestled together in the or wrestled in the past, but I doubt they've really been given an opportunity to put on like a match that they probably, of the quality, they really can. So I think that'd be pretty cool. That's all the questions we got, really? Seemingly so. All right, then. Well, I guess I'll turn to chat then if anybody in chat here has got any questions before we wrap up mailbag for the day. Oh, Samoa Joe, that's another good choice, too. There, I mean, there's so many great wrestlers in WWE's uh, uh, roster. So, I mean, it, the, the possibilities are endless. It's just who would be given the opportunity to uh, showcase the full breadth of their skills. Adrian C. asked if Oni Lorca quit. He just signed a new deal, I think. Didn't he have the picture with uh, Triple H when he, he re-signed? Oh, good qu question, F-Pop. What match got you into indie wrestling? His was uh, Roderick Strong versus Nigel McGuinness for the pure title. It was probably... It was probably... Steve and I went to a show here in Sacramento before we moved to L.A. So we're talking late 90s. And the main event had Abdul the Butcher in it. I don't remember who he was wrestling. Oh, I do. It was the Sultan, but it wasn't Rikishi as the Sultan. It was somebody else. But it was the same outfit that Rikishi had when he was the Sultan. Um, earlier on that card, I don't remember whose opponent was, but there was a guy whose nickname was the Gigolo. He'd uh, eventually show up in XPW, and he was involved in that incident where Supreme got set on fire. Um, so, but his character work in that match was so good. And of course, we were sitting like second row or something like that. Um, that I was like, okay, this is the fun of going to independent shows is, is you get to interact with the wrestlers. You get to be more a part of the show than you would sitting, you know, 25 rows up uh, uh, at an arena show for WWE. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is the fun of going to independent shows is, you, is a lot more interaction. You're a lot more involved in what's going on. 
uh, it was actually, it was really a blast. And so, you know, we've been to countless independent shows since then, but that's the one I'll always remember. I'm, I'm not even sure that's the first indie show we went to, but it's the one that really sticks out in my mind more than, more than any. Uh, Wayne Maker, book a New Japan Invasion angle of NXT four matches, Osprey, Okada, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito. Well, you want to get uh, Sabre versus Johnny Wrestling versus Gargano. Uh, you guessed you'd want Naito versus Adam Cole, so you're going to have champion versus champion. Okada versus Ciampa, since they're kind of the, 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 the cornerstones, if you will. And then... Although Finn Okada would be really good. As far as Osprey... Hmm. Osprey. No, I'm drawing a blank on someone who can match Osprey's speed. Let me look on the roster page real quick and see if anybody pops out. Um, ooh, Angel Garza. Swerve would be good. Oh, Keith Lee needs to have a match. Give me Keith Lee versus Okada. And then Ciampa versus... Oh, man, Pete Dunne versus Osprey. That'd be great. There you go. That's what it is. Uh, Jimmy Thomas, honest thoughts on the halftime show. I actually didn't watch any of it. I was out playing basketball during the halftime show. So I, didn't even, I, I came in right as Shakira was finishing up. Matt Riddle versus Osprey would be great too. Matt Riddle versus Okada would be outstanding. The depth of talent in NXT is is insane. Just about anybody putting the ring against anybody from New Japan is gonna be great. Actually, for Finn, give me Finn versus Taguchi since they have history. F-Pop says, I sat front row for over a year at CZW. You can see me in the wrestler. Really, it's interesting. I didn't know that's where they shot stuff for uh, the wrestlers at CZW. Huh. The wrestler is such a great movie. Uh, Joshua Martinez, what gimmick match should AEW do after the, next, after the cage match? I know Cody wanted to do some sort of war games thing. Um, obviously, they can't get the trademark for that, so they can't actually use a name because I know he's mentioned the match Beyond before, which I guess was like a nickname for War Games. So I think that'd be pretty neat if that's, that's going to be the route they take. Adrian C says Suzuki versus Walter. Yes, please. Or Okada versus Walter. That'd be awesome, too. Past, present, future dream opponents for Walter. F Pop says his is. Uh, Takeshi Morishima. Uh, uh, gosh, I'm trying. Oh, uh, 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 Stan Hansen. Give me Stan Hansen versus Walter. That'd be hard hitting. Or Vader. Vader versus Walter. Is Taguchi going after the U.S. title now? They can have Suzuki beat Mox for the U.S. title and have Suzuki feud with Taguchi.
triple cage match. Wasn't that World War Three? where they the three rings and the three cages? WCW had. Sorry, Andy Jocelyn. Yes, you missed the news brief. Although, if you're listening to it on audio, you're not. Go back. Listen to it. Anyways, wrap that up here. Uh, patrons, stick around. We'll do an overrun. We'll chat then. Uh, until next time, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully, raw recap. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.